Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. Well, we're back. We're back. And I'm in the driver's seat this time. Okay, so this is episode 92. Yeah, we're nearing 100. And it's... And did you know that like 11% of the people that listen are overseas to right. this? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we're almost hitting 30,000 downloads. I wonder and if they they should email us and tell us that they think we sound funny. Yeah, well, it's our accent. But I don't think we have one. But yeah. people think we do. Like New Zealand's listening. Oh, see, I've been to New Zealand and Kylie in her skating show this weekend... Wore a New Zealand tank top. Sad, but true. So, they did. She did. I love the All Blacks. Anyway. So here we're doing today a little thing on buprenorphine. And the FDA actually came out with their warning, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But one of the concerns that came out was the dental issue. Are we causing problems with people's dentition with buprenorphine uh, and dissolving in your mouth? And... It's interesting because before I started looking this up, I got a call from a uh, from a community and a guy that's doing buprenorphine asked me if I'd heard anything about it. This is probably three or four weeks before the warning came out. And he said, "Man, I got this patient's got these horrible teeth issues all of a sudden." So my question, and I was just quickly glancing through your notes here because I'm going to roll with this, but of course you are. I wonder though. If some of it doesn't have to do with the fact that did they have poor dentition prior? So are the people who are having poor dentition now, is there any correlation between length of use, type of use, what drugs they all used prior to being on buprenorphine? Uh, or is it just all comers? You're just falling right into the trap here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So Stay the, tuned. So let's start way back. And way back is actually around 2012. Oh, when I started practicing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was about to retire, but I uh, didn't. Um, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> should have. Um, but there was actually a case report back then, actually, in 2012. And this was actually in uh, American Journal on Addictions. And this guy writes in that he had a patient who was about 35. And she started treatment with buprenorphine. And I'll be darned if her teeth just didn't go the wrong way. And she ended up with four molars that needed uh, root canals in a very short period of time. Mm. And she reported, and I quote, no major dental issues prior to starting buprenorphine slash naloxone therapy. Again, but this is a case report. Case report. Did they review her dental records? Uh, that is not How mentioned. many times had she gone to the dentist prior a, to then? Yeah, and we don't know. But... It's interesting but. because if you look around the same time of that year, around 2013, they started doing a case series, kind of a group of patients, and that went from May until November 12th. This is, or no, excuse me, November May of 2012. Until, yeah, 2012, November of 2012. 11 whole patients. Yeah, so again, a small group, but nobody was really looking into this. Uh, and, you know, I think the age that you'd expect, were you going to yawn there? Mm -hmm. Uh, but you didn't. I did. I was, am I that boring? Yeah. My God. <laughs> I just got going. Some of us had to work today. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, the average age of these was 35, these patients, 91% uh, white. 
But these patients were on average about 23 to 24 months into their treatment. So so they started being studied almost two years into treatment. Correct. Not from day one of treatment. Yeah, and all yeah. these patients were on tablets, to be clear, although the same issue is somewhat. They were cheaper yes, in 2013. They were. And uh, interestingly, they were dosed, most of these patients were dosed three times per day. Which is super interesting because when we took our waiver course in 2016, it was once a day. Once a day. And actually, if you try and do it three times a day now, uh, the insurance company, they, oh, go, they I, wig out. I prescribe so, twice and three times a day. Quite, anyway. Yeah, but anyway. So what they found is that since starting the BUP, uh, there was, of these 11 patients, the average patient had 5.2 cavities. In the last two years. Two years. 2.4 cracked teeth per person. And just under one crown and just under one extraction. Yeah. And so now, is there a comparison group? No. Is, you know, I mean, I don't know. Are there, is there a comparison group of people that were, I mean, I don't know what the comparison group would be. But. Right. I like this, though. And your other issues, moderate yeah. dental hygiene. What is moderate dental hygiene? Yeah. And so they talked a little bit about... Does that mean they only brush their teeth once a day instead of twice no, a day? No, most of them was clo close to three. Three times a day brushing their teeth? Yeah. Did they floss? But yeah. And actually, there was good data that they were flossers wow. for the most part. How often had they brushed their teeth prior to... No data. The 23 months? No data. But most of these patients also smoked, which is kind of par for that course. I mean, most of our patients, that's kind of the tough sledding is to get them to stop smoking. And a lot of them were also, um, you know, soda drinkers. I, I don't know about you, but it seems like most of my patients drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> I think most of mine, it's like Red Bull or... Oh, yeah. I mean, those are sugary too, but... Yeah. But so really, you know, these authors kind of surmised, you know, what is the issue here? Is it a saliva issue? Are we somehow decreasing the amount of saliva? With buprenorphine, does that affect it? Um, hmm. Oh, the, I like this. High acidic environment, though, causes increased uh, decay, yeah. which would be why soda, soda mm -hmm. does. But they actually looked at bup being acidic, the pH of 3.4. So they wonder if that isn't part of the issue. And, um, you know, we, we always tell patients, you know, try not to swallow. So they hold all this acidic stuff in their mouth for 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Acetic? I would say acidic. Okay, let's go with acidic. <laughs> I think an acetate. Subaru? Yeah, Subaru. <laughs> Bobutrin. No, it's a Wellbutrin. Now it is yeah. in your world. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that's the big issue is we're, we're telling patients, don't you know, try and hold it. Don't swallow it because, you know, it doesn't absorb as well. And I like this. The average dissolve time was nine minutes. And this is, so they were clearly taking the whole tablet, putting their mouth and letting that whole tablet dissolve. Which is why I like that you pointed out they were all on tablets because I've had numerous patients have preference between tablets and films based on dissolved time and, you know, Kurt's yeah. going to get to that apparently. No, no, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm just showing you what I'm going to dig into next because one of the interesting things is there's actually even before BUP because, of course, BUP's been around, around only since 2002, there had been a lot of talk about methadone and does methadone do this? And again, really what has come out of that is that there needs to be more study because is this a sugary uh, solution that a lot of times the methadone patients are using? Yeah. What's our dentition like to start with? You know, that whole thing. 
Um, but they, there was a, a study, uh, you know, about the relationship. Uh, and this was actually in the Health Education Journal. Okay, but I love the name of the primary author. <laughs> Tripathy. Tripathy Sheila. Sheila Tripathy. That's a lot of ease. Oh, that's anyway. A cool name. <laughs> it is. And, uh, and basically what they concluded was that most pe- many of the people on oral methadone um, had high levels of dental caries, right? And there's, but there's really no strong evidence to support a direct link, right? And, and that's really where we're falling with both methadone and bup. There haven't been studies that have been good enough to show the before and the after to really say, yeah, this is a problem. But we know, again, it's acetic. Um, we know that acidic, bupropion. <laughs> 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 no, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, well, but we're not talking uh, about wellbutrin, everybody. We're talking about methadone uh, and buprenorphine yeah. <clears throat> dental caries. I'm sorry, he it, just can't speak. It's all about pronunciation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think again, so these are all things that went Do on. Do they make a diet then. method? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. And then you have to factor in all the diet sodas and all that kind of, anyway. There's so many. Man, there's so many different rabbit holes. There's so many out. rabbit holes. So, so many squirrels. So then it happened. Um, <laughs> the FDA, wow. the FDA came out with their warning. Uh, and again, anything yeah. that, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't yeah. know what, yeah. anything that you mm-hmm. find right now if you really dig around, says more studies need to be done. And I think that that's that's very much what needs to happen. But it's kind of like the podcast we did almost, what, a month ago now with the whole COVID and marijuana. Like the title comes out and everybody's like, COVID treats it or marijuana treats COVID. And this is like... It doesn't. Suboxone's bad. Yeah. You know, and it's you got to read the whole darn thing. Yeah. And so really, um, there's been so many dental issues reported of tooth decay, oral infections, cavities, and tooth loss that... Um, since its approval, the FDA has actually received... Since the approval in 2002. Correct. There's oh, been okay. 305 cases of dental issues reported, and 131 of them were classified as, well, severe. Okay. So, you know, the average age, interestingly, in the reports is actually much older than what we have seen uh, in so some of like these other things. So there's like 15 a year. Yeah, and, and again, it's just that who reports it. And yeah. again, most of the time... You know, a lot of my patients who are on um, who are on bup, they you know they weren't really taking care of their teeth for a long time. So it is, I think it's something you just think, oh, it's from before. Oh, but this is interesting. A majority of them are taking in bup for pain, though. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of pain patients uh, that were using uh, bup uh, orally for pain. Okay, so of the three hundred and five cases, twenty six of them. So not many. Had no history of dental problems. So about 10%. So that means 90% had history of dental issues. So again, back to like last week, we talked about, is it causation or correlation? Ooh, I I like the causation correlation thing. Mm -hmm. You didn't really talk about it, but like if the sun's out, you think about maybe if you pass an ice cream stand, you want ice cream. It's because it's hot. And then the other thing that it also causes sunburn, right? The sun causes sunburn, but... They're not really, they're correlated, wanting ice cream and getting sunburned. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with yeah. this? But they're not, one oh. doesn't cause the other. Whoa, you're saying ice cream doesn't cause you to get sunburned? Correct. Clearly, or but I'd be like correlated. a walking skin cancer. Yeah. Um, I wasn't okay. going to say anything, but So of the 305 cases, 113 involved two or more teeth. Yeah. So, okay. so what's become of this really is the FDA just came out with some things that you should talk to patients about. 
and really make sure that you screen the patients for some oral diseases, right? Make sure that everything's cool. So that's interesting because I'm going to, I know you, you only have a few lines left, but so we'll get there. Um, Are you going on a I'm going tangent? on a tangent right now because a this tangent? is screened for oral diseases. This is the whole thing that happened a few years ago with the whole pregnancy thing. And dental caries is such a high issue in pregnancy. So even though like it seems like a duh thing, like you have to document now in prenatal visits that you've screened for dental caries. Mm. And so... Are you a dentist? I definitely am not. But I think that's just important that really I don't think this is just a... I think bottom line is everybody should be going to the dentist twice a year and screening for all that and all the fun things we're supposed to do. And dentists should be on call so we don't have to do that ever. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but I think it's just one of those things that it's it's now becoming more researched, all the dental caries things and all the different things that it can lead to or complicate, you know, like pregnancy. And now, <laughs> you know, is it related to the buprenorphine? So we have to warn patients to get back on track here. And you should instruct them to actually rinse their mouth out after they've dissolved it. But uh, let's test you, Dr. Bell. Would you brush your teeth right away? Or you're reading it? I'm reading it. After one hour. This is interesting, though. Avoids. So mechanical brushing in a high acidic environment. Could take that stuff off your teeth. Could be bad. Wreck so. your enamel. Anyway, that's why you're supposed to use an electric toothbrush because it can actually prevent you from over-scrubbing. Oh, didn't know that. I'm not a dentist. No, but you really should. Hmm. I could go on a tangent about that, but I won't. Okay, thank you. I can goodness. tell you the difference between Sensodyne and the other like prescription level, more expensive. Yeah, I don't care. Kind, because they are different. Anyway. Thanks for sharing. I, you know, it's interesting because in certain facilities that we worked in that do a lot of buprenorphine patients, part of the protocol for dosing buprenorphine was, you know, you have them sit, show your mouth, blah, 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 and then you give them the bup, and then they sit there for a few minutes, and then they had to rinse their mouth out with water. And it's interesting because the, the whole reason in this correctional facility they had to rinse their mouth out with water, of course, was to make sure that they're not trying to share it with anybody else when they go back. But really, we should look at the teeth there because they've always been doing that. Interesting. Is, is Do they have less mm. poor? So all your researchers out there should think about that. Email us and I'll tell you where to go. So no. that's where we end. I think this is just fascinating to me because I think I totally respect the thought of everything you brought up with the acidic pH. Acidic? And, I mean, it makes sense. You have this thing under your tongue and or in your gum. You know, they say people who chew, it's bad for their gums. And I think, you know, chewing gum can be bad for your gums. And so anytime you have all that there, so that makes sense to me that at least rinsing would be probably a good idea. But I also still have that question of the underlying, mm. you know, they almost have to find patients to study when you're looking at the buprenorphine causation People who the whole time they were using their substance of choice were visiting the dentist every six months and having documented good oral oh, I'm hygiene. Sorry. Did I fall asleep? No, but I oh. mean, if you're going to do a good study to say, is this causing it? You need to have people who already had good dentition up until this point and have been brushing their teeth and flossing their teeth and have been going to the dentist. Mm. All right. I'm going to just start working on that. Well, we're done for the day. And, uh, we're moving on. Don't know what's coming next week. No. 
we haven't really thought that far ahead. So, so if you have any desires or wishes and you want to make Kurt research some more, because <laughs> he doesn't have kids, so he gets to do a lot of the research, email us at the Addiction Connection Podcast at Gmail. Yeah, I have nothing else going on in my life. I'm just sitting. It's almost syrup for, season. It is almost That's maple syrup also season. bad for your dentition. Maybe we should post pictures on our Facebook on syrup season. Maple syrup season. As opposed to I don't know. We don't sumac other, we syrup don't, season. We don't have any other pictures on there, I don't think. No, we don't. But anyway, thanks all. Thanks for listening. We will see everyone next week. We, we, we will them. talk to people next week and uh, we'll let Casey take over. Thank you. I could be, I am losing sleep Instead of just counting, I'm relocating sheep Back to the days when I would trick or treat And video games were yet reality And I told you for the last time Don't you dare play with fire, darling A slow burn will eat your heart but the flame will take you higher now And I can feel it slow Like winters when I was young And I can feel it slow I thought I was the only one And I can feel it slow Like winters when I was young Take it